That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. Yeah. I've gotten up for early services. <laughs> now, you, do you know that one Easter here, I, it was, uh, I thought that Jesus had come back on Easter morning. That, that don't sound right. Welcome back to another episode of That Don't Sound Right, a podcast about talking. We're your co-hosts. I'm Peter Bielman. And I'm Cecil Davis. And we are just trying to have a conversation without Googling or fact-checking or any of that stuff that can easily kill the conversation. We might be saying something that isn't entirely accurate, and hopefully one of us will point that out. But if not, we're counting on you, the listeners, to maybe shoot us an email and let us know that we said something that don't sound right. And this week we're going to do what we've done now for a couple of uh, the holidays, because this podcast will come uh, between the crucifixion, uh, the remembrance of the crucifixion and Resurrection Sunday, which we'll explain a little bit of that in a minute. So uh, uh, we did a Christmas episode like this where we talked about Joseph and said that when Mary said that she was pregnant with the Son of God, that probably didn't sound right to him. And that he wasn't the father. He said, wait a minute, that don't sound right. Well, you know, the reason we did, we first started this last Easter. Right. We had just started the podcast, and we kind of realized that there's several things about the Christian faith that just don't sound right. Right. So Joseph pointed out one of those, right, Joseph? And then we did, uh, last year we did the disciples not believing the women coming from the tomb. In right. fact, they almost said that don't sound right well, to the women. They probably did in their own yeah, way. In their own way. I mean, when you think about a religion that is dependent on a person being raised from the dead, questions are asked. Yes. You should be curious. We should all be curious about something like the resurrection of the dead. We should right. be curious about that. And we should that, be curious about a God willing to sacrifice his son for the sake of some rebellious people yep. like you and me. Yes. That don't sound right. <laughs> so it kind of fits into our podcast. It, it kind does. of fits in our brand. And, you know, you, we can, you could Google it. Uh, we're we're going to try to use what we know about the Bible Right, we should, should be pretty good since we're both elders. <laughs> we should be able to speak a little intelligently on this, but it, there's a lot of mystery behind it. There's a lot of details behind it, and we think it's worth talking about tonight. Yeah, so we're talking specifically about uh, Doubting Thomas, which has made its way into the lexicon. So even if you're not a religious person, you've probably heard someone called a Doubting Thomas or you may have said, you know, oh, you're a doubting Thomas when someone doesn't believe something they've not seen. That's right. And so we can, uh, we can, he was one of the, he was probably one of the first guys that says, that don't sound right. Yeah. In fact, I got to see it to believe it. Yeah. And so leading up there, if you don't know, if you're not, uh, uh, like I said, if you're not religious uh, necessarily, this is Holy Week. And so that's leading up to uh, Resurrection Sunday, or Easter, as it's commonly called, which is odd, because I think Easter is not a term from Christendom. And then, so the, the days for that I know of leading up are Monday, Thursday, 
Right. So Monday, Thursday. So interesting thing about the word Monday. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a. It's it comes from an old French word that came came from an, an a Latin word, which means mandate. See, I didn't know what Monday stood for. So it comes from mandate. So we. Thursday is basically when Jesus has had, had the Last Supper. That mm-hmm. happens on Monday, Thursday. And this is where he washed his disciples' feet, and he issued a command. And he said, love one another. And so that's the mandate. The Mondi. The Monday. Okay. The Mondi. Yeah, the Monday, the Mondi. To I learned something. There you go. We, we can go home now. So there's to a... Issue, he issues a new command to love one another as he has loved his disciples. And so that's Monday, Thursday. Then there's Good Friday, and then the next day. What happened? What happens on Good Friday? Good Friday is the uh, when we remember the crucifixion. Interesting. That's called Good Friday. I'm assuming that's called Good Friday because of what it did for sinners. That's right. Okay. And then the curtain course, was torn. The curtain curtain was torn in the temple. And the uh, then there's the resurrection Sunday. Right. And there's other days. I mean, because if you, you know, in popular culture, lots of people know about Fat Tuesday and Mardi Gras and Lent. Right. You know, even those two things precede Lent. Precede and Ash Wednesday. um, Also precedes Lent. Yeah. And so they, um, yeah, probably Mardi Gras is the most famous of those celebrations. Mm -hmm. And that's all prior to Lent, right? For leading up to Fat Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So I guess the biggest one in the U.S. is what? New Orleans? Right. Yeah. But there's other Fat Tuesday celebrations, right? There are other Mardi Gras. Oh, I'm sure there are. I'm sure, yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's I guess Rio has a big one. Carnival. Carnival. Is that in that? I think that's part of, that's part of, um, that's part of, part of Mardi Gras, part of Fat Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I grew up Southern Baptist, so we didn't necessarily right. recognize all of those days. Presbyterians, not much either. Yep. So... But we do recognize Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and, of course, Resurrection That's Sunday. Right. But today's story, uh, <laughs> today's story is about Thomas, who was one of the 12 disciples. In fact, he was called the twin. No, I don't. He was called the twin? Mm-hmm. Thomas I was called the twin. Don't, I don't remember that fact about him. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I'm assuming he was a twin. With somebody else. <laughs> Not a disciple. No. So this is right after this is right after the disciples said that don't sound right. So we'll read the story. So this is, picks up where Mary had seen Jesus at the tomb. She comes back and says, "I've seen the Lord." The disciples say that don't sound right. And so that's where that's where we that's talked where about last year, right, right? Right. That's what we talked about last year. Yeah. So Jesus appears to them. In fact, they even say something about isn't it too early to be drunk or something like that? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's right. So Jesus appears to them and says, peace be with you, shows them his hands and his side. They were so happy. So they're all in it. But guess what? This picks up in verse 24 of chapter 20. Now Thomas, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. <laughs> so just He missed a, some big, a pretty big, some big news here. Yeah, so the 12 disciples, as you know, are the 12 Men that Jesus, followed Jesus. Now, we're, we're down one because of Judas. Right. Because he betrayed Jesus. Mm-hmm. And now, um, and he hadn't been replaced yet. Right. So that happens a little bit later. But but Thomas is somewhere else. We don't know where he is. Yeah, where is he? Why know. is he not with the rest of the disciples? 
So, so, uh, so the other disciples tell him, right. we have seen the Lord. So now, these are 10 of his best friends, or 10 close... 10, right. Yeah, 10 of his closest compa- right. compatriots at this point. And they were not, you know, we have seen them. Yeah. And what's his response? Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I won't believe. Right. So that's kind of a long way of saying that don't sound right. <laughs> it's never going to sound right. You, I got to see some proof. Yeah. Yeah. No. That. Yeah. That is a long way of saying that don't sound right. And oh. so yeah. And so the wounds in his hands are where he's been crucified. The wound in his side is where he was stabbed while he was on the cross. Mm-hmm. And Thomas wants to see all of that before he believes that Jesus is risen. From That's the dead. right. Because he saw he saw it at first hand. Right. He saw that he saw Jesus up on the cross. So he. He knew where the wounds were. Uh, yeah, apparently, right? yeah. Yeah, he knew he knew what was what what had happened to Jesus. Yeah. So he wants he wants proof. So a week later, a week later, his disciples were in the house again. This time, Thomas is with them. Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> Welcome back to the party. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, "Peace be with you." Then he said to Thomas, "Put your finger here. See my hands." Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas then said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So now the disciples have been working on Thomas for a whole week. That's right. Correct, because they're happy. That Jesus has been resurrected. And he's probably just sitting over there with his hands crossed, right. arms crossed, saying, uh, unless I see it. Right. And so then Jesus uh, appears to Thomas and he believes. That's, that's pretty um, remarkable and gentle of Jesus to do that when you think yeah. about it. He didn't have to do that. I mean, Thomas had his chance for the first time he showed up. Right. He could have been there. <laughs> he could have been there. I'm sure maybe there's extenuating service in. Right. I'm not judging Thomas by any means. <laughs> But now I've heard a bunch of sermons. Like this passage will preach, man. There's a there's a lot of I've heard a lot of sermons about this about not being a doubting Thomas or mm-hmm. or compassion on the doubting Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, there's a lot of a lot of room for pastors to. Is there is there one you remember the most? I don't have one that I remember the most. I just remember that that you know it tends to be a go to passage, especially at Easter, I think. Right. Because that that wrap up by Jesus is so good. Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have seen. Who have seen. not seen right. and yet have believed. Yeah, yeah, that's such a powerful wrap up. That's a favorite of uh, favorite preachers, I think. That's right. And then that's this is the uh, end of John. Oh, really? That's the end of John chapter twenty, not the end of John, but the end right. of chapter twenty, where where uh, he says Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And that by believing you may have life in his name. So I wonder what uh, I wonder what Thomas did after that. I think he, I, he probably stuck around. Yeah, I just uh, I you know because you see some of the I just wonder how he felt having to having to have proof like that. I understand it. I mean, it's completely understandable. Oh yeah. I don't. I didn't have any words of wisdom for tonight. Well, I think the scriptures said it right there that these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, 
and that by believing you may have life in his name. No more wiser words than that, man. Yeah. So uh, as you listen to this, to, if you're listening to this on Saturday, the in-between day. What do you, um, remind us again about the in-between day. Well, the in-between day was what a preacher of mine called it. A preacher of mine. A preacher that uh, was my pastor. Uh, he talked about the in-between. So the in-between the, resu- but in-between the crucifixion and the resurrection. And then he talked about that this time right now is really the time between when Christ uh, was here the first time and the time when he comes back again. So we're living in the in-between time again. So we're living in between the hard news of Jesus not being here right. and the good news when Jesus comes back. Right. And then this story, the, the time between Friday yeah. and Sunday right. is the in-between time for when he was crucified right. and when he re- when he was resurrected. Yeah. And so it's this living in the in-between is where we are. Right both now. In, both in the, the story of the crucifixion and the story of his return. So that's always just stuck with me. And so as you listen to this on Saturday night in the in-between time, I, uh, I, wish, you, I wish you a happy uh, Resurrection Sunday tomorrow. And if you haven't found a place to go, go anywhere. Go find a place to worship. Go yeah. find a place to be with other Christians and see what it's all about. Yep. Because that's what we're about, staying curious. So have you, uh, do you ever do sunrise service? You know, I've never gotten up for a sunrise service. Ever. Ever. I don't know that I have either, actually. Maybe once. I've never gotten up for a sunrise service. No, my granddad, my, my granddad Shaw, he used to go to them. Really? Yeah. I've gotten up for early services. <laughs> now, you, do you know that one Easter here, I, it was, uh, I thought that Jesus had come back on Easter morning? That, that don't sound right. So I didn't know. So we were living where we live now. All right. The people that lived across from us were part of Home Moravian Church. Yeah. If you don't know what Home Moravian Church does on Easter morning at before daybreak, let me tell you what they do. They get their band on a bus and they oh. go around to members' houses and they play music. No, I didn't realize they go to members' houses. Yes. That's so, exciting. Yes. It's, oh, it's fantastic if you know about it. If you don't know about it and you're dead asleep and suddenly you start hearing music, like resurrection music, I woke up that Easter morning to that music outside my window and, uh, you know, brass band playing loudly. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, Jesus is coming back. Those are the trumpets. I'm not kidding. I'm being very serious. Okay, all right, okay, yeah. okay. And then I was like, I woke up and I realized it was a brass band outside my window. And then I was just confused. Right. And then I found out about the uh, tradition. I had no idea. Yeah. You know, my neighbor across the street goes to Home Arabian. Yeah, have you never had I've the I've never band had the band show up. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe they don't still do it, but they did it this year. And I mean, did it the, the yeah. year we moved in, or yeah, probably the first year we moved in where we are now. Yep, I woke up on Easter morning thinking that that I was crossing the Jordan, man. Welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah, but that was not, that was not it. Ah, here you are still. Yep, still here. Still in between time. Well, they don't sound right, but you have come to the end of another That Don't Sound Right. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening on this special Saturday before the Resurrection Day, and we hope you have a blessed Easter. So That Don't Sound Right is a production of TVSR Podcasts in conjunction with Camel City Studios. I am your uh, sound engineer and one of your hosts, Cecil Davis, your other host, and your web designer is Peter Billman. Uh, We have a a uh, product tester in Giorgio. We have a product designer and graphic designer in Emily Billman. 
Our uh, brand ambassador is Brent. And as always, listener number one is Scott. Scott. So until next Saturday night, keep talking. And stay curious. Mm -hmm.